Are you supposed to be who you are today? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelist Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Lay, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Ann Lay. Later in the show, you'll hear from Deanna Miller, who was born a female, but always felt like she was supposed to be born a male and spent a lot of her life trying to become a man. Mm, That's interesting. As I grew up, I didn't have that feeling, but I always thought it would be so much easier to be a guy, you know, for Mm. me. (laughs) I know that sounds crazy, but it just seemed like, gosh, they don't have to go through so much. But I can see how when you're growing up and you're going through things that oftentimes you wonder, am I going the right direction? Am I doing the right thing? Am I who I think I am? (laughs) Well, I think, you know, People can come to a point in their lives where they begin to assess and they look back and they say, wow, am I really who I'm supposed to be today? Mm. Have I arrived at the place that I'm supposed to be? And oftentimes we can become discontent. Well, I wish I was looking like this person. Mm -hmm. I wish I was better at this. Why wasn't I born more like this? Mm. And there can become this discontentment of kind of how we were made or who we are. Or even our parents, who we were born to, or the, yeah, you know, the situations. Yeah, and, the struggles. You know, but the Bible says in Psalms 119, verses 73, it says about the Lord, your hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. What I love about that verse is, this is King David who he's speaking and he's realizing I'm made the way that I'm made. Mm -hmm. Help me to learn more from you how I'm made. Mm -hmm. And I think that when I felt that discontentment, but then I came to know the Lord, Mm -hmm. I really began to realize, wow, you know, I don't have these other gifts that I've always wanted, but the gifts that I do have, God has given me Mm -hmm. and helped me really to just get better at Mm -hmm. those gifts. And I think the key is what you said is focusing on what you do have and who you are and letting that flourish and saying, okay, I'm happy with who I am, being content in your own self and in the situation you've been given. And oftentimes we blame others, we blame God, but instead, thank you, God, for what you've given me and help me to use what you've given me and who I am. Mm. Let's hear from Deanna after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Lay. Hello, everyone. Joining us is Deanna Miller, and she grew up believing that she should have been born a male. She also was a cross-dresser for almost six years out of her life, and she's going to share with us what brought her a whole life change. Let's welcome to the show, Deanna, thanks for being with us. Oh, thanks for having me. Yes. So I understand at a very young age, you were very angry and you had just a lot of different emotions and feelings. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, it was the neighborhood joke. I'd get mad and storm off and I was easily angered at everything. And I never really understood why I was so much more mad than everybody else. Mm. Right. And it was easy. It was easy to set me off. I had no control over the emotions. Mm. And as you continued to get older, how did that affect you emotionally and maybe even school? 
everything was great until we moved my freshman year. And then I lost all of my, you know, classmates and everybody that understood me and accepted me. So it was like having to start over. And at the same time, you know, you're going into your teenage years and just life is so different. And so I became a little bit more withdrawn at that point and just wouldn't even allow myself to be around people. So that anger side would show. Mm. So tell me a little bit about how you were feeling internally as far as thinking you should have been born a male. Yeah, it was probably right around that time that I noticed that I was attracted to women and, you know, I enjoyed interacting with men, but I'd rather go play football with them than date them. And none of this made sense to me. And of course, you know, we're talking about pre-internet days, so you don't have any way to research what you're feeling. Mm. And it was a couple of years later that I heard about the first transsexual and I was like, oh, okay, this is what's wrong with me. I was born female and I really should have been male. Wow. Mm. So you heard something from the outside and it just rang like clear in your heart on the inside. Is that right? That is correct. Wow, that's like pretty powerful. What made you really feel that way? What did they describe that really, you know, hooked you into that? Well, it's really funny because it was in the sporting page. It was a tennis player. And it was like, this is what's wrong with me. This is why I don't fit with women. And this is why I don't fit with men and why I'm just so uncomfortable all the time. Uh And, you know, I was still in high school. So what are you going to do about it? take your lumps and just live your life. So I did put my best foot forward, you know, to just be a woman, you know, in a world where I didn't fit at all. Mm. So as you continued through with this, you ended up in relationships with females. Can you tell me about that? Well, now let's not miss the part where I actually did date a male when I was in college. But after I graduated, I got a job and I was introduced to a coworker, and it was just this immediate attraction that I had never experienced before in my life. And quite honestly, I didn't know what to do with it. And shortly after that, I moved and I happened to get an apartment underneath hers. So we were always running into each other and... It was a mutual attraction, but it was an unwanted attraction for both of us at that time. Mm. And as our friendship grew, it just came to the point that we couldn't deny the attraction and we eventually moved forward with a relationship. But even that wasn't satisfying to me at all. Mm. And so we were in our relationship for probably about six to eight months. And that's when I finally told her how I really felt that I wanted to proceed with having this surgery so I could become a male and then we could be married and have a family. And that was our plan. She accepted my marriage proposal. We had to leave where we were. We were in a very small community. So we moved to St. Louis where I could pursue the surgery. Mm. But it was also at a time, we're talking mid 80s, where they were really debating whether this should be done or not done. And that's kind of where I came in and nobody would work with me. Nobody would give me hormones. Nobody would even entertain the thought of surgery. So to make our relationship work, I just went ahead and changed my name, began wearing men's clothing, and just presented myself to the world with the initials of JD, which was kind of an inside joke with my girlfriend. Wow. How was it like going from being a female, you know, in the world living as a woman to now you're this guy? Did you have to become more tough, change your voice or take the hormones? What did that look like? 
Yeah, they wouldn't allow me to take the injections for hormones, but my girlfriend found these like over-the-counter testosterone pills, which I did take. As you practice, you can actually deepen your voice. And so, you know, I worked on that. And then I wore a chest binder every day. I think it took me longer to get ready in the morning than it did her. Uh, Oh, man. You know, so I had to be very careful what clothing I bought to make sure the binder didn't show. Mm. It was my preference to dress up, you know, and put a dress shirt on because that went up higher than anything. And fortunately for me, my job, I had to wear a lab coat. So it was that other next layer. I've talked to my coworkers and they all said, no, 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 you pulled it off. Nobody looked sideways at me. So it was very comfortable. It was very easy. You know, Deanna, you were able to pull it off at work. How did it go with your family at that time? Well, it didn't go with my family. We didn't communicate at all during my cross-dressing years. Mm. They knew and they were not supportive. And what can you say? The communication basically ceased. I would talk to them maybe at Christmas or something and that was it. And who was God for you at this time? Did you believe there was a God or was God just some kind of fairy tale? Well, I think when I met my girlfriend, I definitely called myself an atheist. After our time together, because she went to church when we first met, Uh at that point I kind of became an agnostic. And as our relationship grew, we did spend some time looking and reading scripture together, but it was just really a foreign concept to me. Wow. You know, Deanna, we didn't talk about this, but there were some things revealed to you that something tragic happened to you when you were younger that you blocked out. And through that revealing, you realized why you suffered so much and had identity issues. And that caused you a lot of this instability and the anger and the things you were going through. Can you tell me a little bit of an overview of how that came about Yeah. So, you know, you can call it blocked out. The technical term would be a repressed memory. Mm. You know, it's an incredible thing because you can be like, well, why did this happen to me? You know, I was five years old when this happened. I mean, I was an Mm. innocent child. I didn't deserve this. Right. So just even accepting that something happened to me that was that terrible that I would forget it and being able to process it and not that I'd ever really thought I needed to understand why I did what I did. But when those memories returned, it was so enlightening as to why I wanted to be a male. Mm, That is so interesting. And, you know, there are people who are listening right now that may be young, maybe they're older, they're going through hormonal changes, maybe they've had a hard time in their life, just really knowing who they are and their identity. And we're going to pray for people right now who just really are looking for something more. And I know that's what you were looking for. Even though you had a relationship and you were changing your sexual identity, you still were not happy. So we're going to pray for those people and we're going to have you back on our next show. Great. Thank you. You know, what's so interesting about this story is that Deanna was a person who really identified with a movement and she began to think that was who she was. And she was letting society tell her who she was And it really evolved into a whole different story. And I think that can happen for so many of us. I mean, so many of us who are listening today, we could say, gosh, you know, that's me. I don't know who I am. I don't know where I'm going. I don't even know what I'm doing. But we know this, that Jesus knows who we are. And when we receive Jesus Christ into our life, he will show you who you are and where you're destined to become. And he'll explain all of the things that don't make sense. But it first starts with a relationship with Jesus. 
So Jesus, for the person out there who's listening and saying, I've never started this conversation or this relationship with Jesus. Lord, I'm praying for that individual just to say, Jesus, we call out to you. We receive you. We believe in you. And we ask for you to reveal to us our destiny and your call in our lives. Mm-hmm. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Join us next time for Real Life.